In this day and age, yeah, in this man. climate, in this economy, it's crazy. In, you know? in this hemisphere, in this Chris Hemsworth, I don't know. Um, yeah, in, in two years I'll be thirty, and I don't know how to use a MacBook. How crazy is that? Yeah, man. The thing about what else you don't know, facts. You know, facts. It's like in two years you'll be thirty, but you don't know how to fly an airplane. But guess what? Most people on the planet don't, so you shouldn't feel bad about it. So if you can't record on a piece of software that you've been using for, I don't know, three years. You know, like, who cares? I don't know how just... to navigate a MacBook. It's not It's not, It's not. not a regular computer. It's OC for no reason. I miss my regular computer. I agree. I think MacBooks are shit. Like, but... you came over to record, and it didn't, like, it, it wasn't compatible with any of your technology. Like, no, no, no. It's not that it wasn't compatible with my technology. It's just that it literally only had one USB slot. Uh, Imagine if a computer that cost $2,000 only had one USB slot. Oh, uh, okay. Crazy. Crazy. But, you know, hey, it's whatever. People buy Apple products because they're trained to. So, it's whatever. Yeah, man. How are you doing? I'm okay. A um, little flustered trying to get this up and running. A um, little flustered that, you know, people make a really big deal about meal prepping and then by the end of the week oh it's too old to eat but it's these are the meals we made for the week i'm so confused <laughs> it's, it's now too old to eat and now i have to go bring you lunch to work on a sunday because you don't want to eat the food that you prepped for the week i don't know i don't get it um but that's just me that's just <laughs> me um it's just i yeah um it's a little, little me yeah, so, um, how, how are you doing, Sam? Oh, shit, what, nigga? I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm um, fucking extravagant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm extravagant, nigga. What the fuck are you, what, nigga? Oh, my goodness. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, so, yeah, so today's pod, you know, it's the first pod of the new year. Happy New Year, 20. Hey, bing, bing, bing. Bing, bong. Yeah, th- I- I'm gonna try to put sound effects here, so it's not just me making noises. I'm gonna put sound effects right here, and then I'm gonna put a sound effect right here. I've been practicing recently. You don't know this, please. You wouldn't know this, but I've been training in my audacity foo, and I've learned how to use sound effects at different times in different places. So, this new show, I'm gonna have some. I'm this year. I'm a, I'm a pop off. You know please, what I'm saying? Man, As a nigga in the shadows, I'm a I'm a pop <laughs> off. So you know what I mean. There's a nigga in the shadows. This is just, just what I do. You feel me? Okay. You feel me? Right. So, hey, man, what are we talking about today? Why do we have the people's attention at 1.20 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon? Good question. Good question. So, it is the first part of the new year. Uh, I squeeze in a bunch of movies before the end of 2022 just so I could talk about them and make my top tens list. So, today on the pod... Ten? I thought we were doing top five. five Fuck. Five is fine. Five, whatever you have, bro. <clears throat> okay, yeah. I got, yeah. I got my top five. <laughs> I don't got a top ten. Yeah. No no stress, no mess. Um, so, yeah. I just want to talk about our favorites from last year and our most anticipated for 2023. So, how do you want to do this, Sam? Do you, do you want to go one at a time? Like, you go with your uh, number one from... 2020 then i go and then you go like back. i want you here's what i want here's what i want let me tell you what i want bro i'll tell you what i want what i really really want so i'm gonna tell you what y'all want 
what I really, really want. I want you to tell me your top five, and I will judge you every step of the way. So let's go. Okay. From the beginning. Come on. Give me number five. All right. So here are me, Chris, one half of the Black Stubs, my top five favorite films from 2022. At number five, we have Prey, which is the, uh, I guess, prequel of the Predator franchise. Uh, it was. I did watch that movie. I forgot I watched that, but I did watch it. You're right. It's, okay. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it stands out in the franchise. Um, it, the, on a technical level, at least for me, I, I felt like it, it went back to basics with just Hunter versus Hunter. You know, we're no longer, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, we're, not, we're not in space. We're not in modern day. We're not in, in a city. With, 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 but Chris, yeah, what? the main character is a woman. I can't get into this. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh man. Yeah, no, no. The, the, I okay. Yeah, that was that was a good movie. I liked it. The, I forgot that I saw that last year. The same people who who act like that are, are like don't forget the Ripley from the Alien franchise. Like, oh, but well, Ripley, yeah, so stupid. Uh, number, it's so dumb. Yeah. Just yeah, don't you just gotta ignore it because yeah. it's, it's foolish. Yeah. it's foolish. Uh, number four um, is a comic book film. Uh, because you know it, it breaks the mold, as some comic book films can feel repetitive and kind of feel the same. Uh, this is my favorite superhero of all time. It's the Batman. Uh, mm, he's number four. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Matt Reeves. What he did with this character, he, he made the character what it was always meant to be, which is a detective noir. And the film is a three-hour detective noir. Um, the mood, uh, the tone, the characters. Um, cinematography, dialogue, everything is just—it's dark, it's moody. Gotham looks looks gothic and dirty. Um, so, uh, yeah, just without without saying too much, I I loved this film and uh, I I can't wait for for the sequel. Um, I think pa- I agree. I think um, for me it placed a bit higher than four, but nice, <clears throat> nice. I really did enjoy this movie. I normally don't watch movies more than once Mm -hmm. and i've seen this movie about three times and i really did enjoy the batman i think the batman was a great addition i prefer it to the christian bale batman i know a lot of people might have beef with that but yeah i personally do think that the batman movie was really good and i can't wait to see more of it so number four is a good place for that for last year all right what's next Uh, my number three is the woman king um, directed by mm-hmm. Gina, okay. Gina Prince Bayworth, who actually uh, liked my tweet when I when I included it in my list. Um, mm. So very similar to my number one favorite, um, this film is two things. It's a, at its core, it's a historical drama, but wrapped ar- okay. wrapped around it is this badass action action film. Um, heavily influ- you know, we we all love Black Panther and the Dora Milaje. Mm-hmm. Um, here in I think it's West Africa, um, the uh, the kingdom of uh, Dahomey, they have the Agoje, um, which is the real life Dormalaje, uh, women warriors who are who are the heads of defense of this country, um, and it's badass. Um, Viola Davis, the queen herself, uh, my, my my Jamaican queen Lashana Lynch, uh, she, Sheila Atim, and uh, Tusu Mbedu, um, they all kill it. Um, they're 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 fierce. They're they're complex. Uh, um, they're badass. John Boyega playing an African king. Yes, please. Um, after that movie came out, a lot of fans were like, kind of um, fan casting him. If um, the MCU ever wanted to do a King Bashenga kind of story, like the first Black Panther, they're saying you know 
um, Cass Boyega. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against that at all. I think um, that'd be really cool. But um, yeah, The Woman King w- was fantastic. Um, okay. All right, that was number three? Yeah, number three. Uh, number, <coughs> number two um, is a film, um, and, you know, Jordan Peele. It's Nope. There's, there's, yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. 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 I have. I have no setup. I have no build up to it. It's nope. Um, uh, is is us his weakest out of the three? Probably. But I still like us. Nope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For sure. For sure. Us is the weakest of the three. Yeah. yeah. Nope is Jordan Peele's spectacle, grand spectacle blockbuster film. This is his Jaws, um, and even the movie itself feels like feels like that because he saves the image of the monster until the very end. You're in suspense. You're kind of shook because you know there's something in the sky, but you don't know what it is. And uh, once again, you know, um, Daniel Kaluuya skipped on Wakanda Forever to do this because, you know, you got to say loyal to your man who put you on from the beginning. You know, like Jordan Peele and Daniel Kaluuya, they make magic together, as, as we've seen. And, you know, Kiki Palmer doing the um, doing the Akira slide. Sorry, the um, Akira slide. Um it's just it's just really bad. Oh, look at you being the little weeb for once. Yeah, yeah. Akira slide. Akira. There you go. Good yeah. for you. Um, Good for you. And you know, this film is about uh, how far people go for the spectacle. People who complain about this movie are the people this movie was is made about. Like you didn't get it because it's talking about you. Um, people who do the most. People who actually sacrifice. Uh, morality and dignity just for the spectacle um a lot of people didn't understand the whole um uh, primate thing the chimpanzee gordy's home kind of thing is thematically it ties in because it's a horrific it's a horrific um incident in history but there's an entire mini museum dedicated to it that people can come and just revel in the in the in the drama and just you know i, I don't know it's 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 weird but it's it's true People do weird things just for the spectacle. Um, this, they, they get this world-renowned uh, cinematographer to bring his non-electric camera to get footage of this thing, and he, yeah, and he just he leads himself to his own death because he needs to be the one to get this on camera. And um, mm-hmm. and then before you know, in the third act, this TMZ guy, you know, this white guy on a, on a motorcycle is like trying to get a piece of the action, and it's just. It's just a hot mess. Um, these these people who who do disgusting things just to be a part of the big thing, you know, um, the big thing. Yeah, and the big thing is very important. Yeah, and of course, uh, before I move on, uh, the the plot twist of I love the idea of the UFO being an actual creature itself and not a ship. Yes, that was that was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, as well. that was yeah, a dope. Absolutely. That was a, that was a dope reveal because it's a great twist. Great twist. Because Daniel Kaluuya and his great spin. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, Daniel Kaluuya and his family, they um, uh, they're they're black folk and they raise and uh, horses for Hollywood films. So Daniel Kaluuya, with his expertise, he's like his character. If it's an animal, then we can break it because every animal has a spirit. We, we break because you know horses. You know it, it's all thematically it all ties in. It's really well written. Um, so mm-hmm. so yeah, Jordan Peele's Grand Spectacle. Um, nope, is is my number two, and okay. my number one. I think everyone knows um, everything, everywhere, all at once. This is hmm. um, like the Woman King at its core. It's a family drama. Wrapped around it is this crazy sci-fi story. And um, the Daniels, who I, who I who I grow to love more and more each day, because they're so quirky and weird and just they're wackos. Um, they made something truly original and moving, and 
this past year, you know, whether it's um, Angela Bassett or Michelle Yeoh or Jennifer Coolidge, all these women who are now in their 50s and 60s are just now getting their flowers. And it's it's really amazing to see. Like um, uh, Stephanie Hsu, who played um, Jobu Dupaki, she's... Jobu Dupaki. You know, it's, it's crazy that Michelle Yeoh has this crazy, uh, incredible career. And this is the first time she's number one on the call sheet. She's finally the lead instead of the stoic um, monarch figure who's always in control. This time she's, you know, an immigrant wife, immigrant mother, um, struggling um, laundromat. You know, she's not this glamorous auntie or the glamorous grandmother who's always like barking orders at people. She is finally a normal down to earth person. And, you know, um, of course, uh, uh, Ki Hui Kwan, a short round and data from the Goonies. I've been loving him in the media recently. I've I've been loving seeing everything that he's doing. You know, him going up to Brendan Fraser, who a lot of people are like, oh, he's back. But as a Doom Patrol fan, yeah. I'm like, this nigga was never gone. This nigga never left. In my opinion. <laughs> never left. Yeah, exactly. To, to me, he has been killing it in Doom Patrol for years now. So I feel a little bit differently about his recent, you know, performances and all that other stuff. But... It's been so heartwarming to see the two of them just, like, interacting with the Golden Globes weekend and all that other stuff, you know? Yeah, it's been great to see those guys bond. Um, for anyone who thinks, oh, this is the Brent Fraser renaissance, no. Um, check out his conversation with Adam Sandler on Actors on Actors. He makes it very clear. He's been working this entire time, just no one has been seeing his stuff. Um, um, back when people thought he wasn't doing anything, he actually had some Western show on um, on um, Showtime, I think, or, 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 mm-hmm. or, or AMC, I think. I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, Keihei Kwan, he's also getting his flowers after 30 years of, of just not working in front of the camera. And it's just a phenomenal, beautiful, original story. Um, so yeah, that's my top five. Uh, number one, and I really hope it gets Best Picture. I hope, I hope Michelle Yeoh gets Best Lead Actress. And I hope Keihei Kwan wins Best Supporting Actor because they all deserve it. So that, that that's 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 my list. Um, Sam, what do you have for your top five for um, 2022? All right. <clears throat> so my number five of the year is "Spin Me Round." I don't know who made it. I don't know who was in it. I know Allison Brie was in it. I know the guy from The Office was in it. The weird linky white guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but "Spin Me Round" was a great. A great fun movie. I like, you know this, but the audience might not. I like whodunits. I like murder mysteries. I like figuring out the killer before the movie tells you who the killer is. And Spin Me Around was a story about romance and about, you know, uh, a regular degular restaurant manager getting the chance to go something big and she gets flown out to a country and she's with all these other managers and other these chefs and all that and she's with a a really famous person and the person and the whole time people go missing you're trying to figure out what's going on you know the people are going missing some people end up dead and and the whole time she's just trying to figure out what's going on so for me the movie was very fun it was very engaging the entire time i was just thinking like what's really going on here you know characters are talking about like mysterious things happen and i'm trying to piece it together it was a great trip Shout out to Aubrey Plaza. She was in the movie as well. Very much being 
Aubrey Plaza, mm-hmm. you know, being very desirable. Uh, <laughs> but it was a it was a very good movie. I I really enjoyed it. I sat and watched it all the way through in one sitting, which is very rare for me. Wow. And um, yeah, exactly. And it was just, it was a really good film. Uh, Spin me round. It was very fun. Um, and I watched it at some point last year. Don't remember when, but I did. I did watch it. Uh, my number four, <clears throat> excuse me, would have to go to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Wow. Okay. This one is a very personal choice. Um, I can understand most people writing it off, most people not wanting to acknowledge it. It's a superhero movie, blah, 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 blah. But it's a superhero movie that for me resonated with me very personally, which was the fact that in the entire movie, the constant thing was Doctor Strange asking other characters, are you happy? And it's such a simple question. But for me... I understand why he was asking that question because the question of are you happy is a very nuanced one. Yeah. And most people, most people will jump to answer. Yes. Right. Oh, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. But are you happy? It's like, are you really happy? Like, are you really happy? Do you feel fulfilled every moment of your life? Do you feel fulfilled from the day to day choices that you make? Are you happy? And it's funny because the guy who was a part of the Avengers, who saved the world, you know, helped stop Thanos, that guy's asking, are you happy, to someone who's simply getting a marriage to somebody else, you know? He's asking that question to someone in a different universe who is containing him as a prisoner, and he's trapped. He's asking it to his right-hand man, who for the most part is always just chilling, but that's who he's at. The people who he asked the question to is just a mirror of him asking the question to himself of, are you happy? Everyone gets so amazed and shocked in that first scene where he beats Shumagorath, right? Because they're like, oh, it's not strange. He's doing the magic stuff. But, like, he's not happy. Yes, he's Doctor Strange. Yes, he's an Avenger. Yes, the world wants him. Yes, he's a spectacle. But the reason he's asking this question is that despite all of these accomplishments that he has, he still feels empty in his life. And I love that for the movie addressing that. I love the movie trying to tackle that whole thing of like, yes, it's a multiple dimension thing. It's a multiple, you know, a convoluted story with people hopping from here to there and blah, 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 blah. You have the whole Wanda side plot. All of that is great. But for me, the reason this movie makes my top five is just a simple question of, are you happy? It's an important question. Nice. That is. N- number three for me would be uh, Nope. <clears throat> yeah. Number three was Nope. Yes. I really liked Nope. I thought it was really fun. I thought I was engaged the entire... And that's the key for me is like, can the movie keep me engaged the entire time? Yeah. I get bored really, really, <laughs> really, really, really easily. So if a movie can keep me engaged the entire time, it's great. And admittedly, the things that I was focused on in this movie were Kiki Palmer's character and the alien. Because one, I love Kiki Palmer. Two, she did an amazing job. She fucking was acting like the rent was due. Yeah. And then, you know, four, the alien's mystery was great. The fact that it was biological, that soul scene that people were like legitimately, people were posting about how it like 
legitimately traumatizes them of like that claustrophobic scene with the alien and they're all stuck in its tube and they're just waiting to be you know digested at the time we didn't know it was digestion that was going on there but like just people being sucked in and stuck in this tube it's very claustrophobic it's very like oh what the fuck is going on you know uh that scene to me was really great and you know we already talked about the Akira slide and you know all that other things so but yeah nope was I really like Nope. It was really fun. Um, I've seen it three times now. Uh, very fun movie. Very fun movie. I, I liked it a lot. Number two for me was The Batman. Yes. I really like The Batman because I personally, I don't like The Batman that most people like. Most people like The Batman who can beat anybody up and he can deal with any situation and he can fight superman he can fight the uh the the martian he can fight green lantern he can beat wonder woman he has all these plans and grand schemes personally i don't give a fuck about that batman the batman that i care about is the batman who's trying to figure something out the batman who is up late at night by himself with alfred maybe trying to figure out the patterns and the you know modus operandi of certain criminals a detective the detective. Thank you. I like Detective Batman. Yes. The comics that are my favorite are when Batman is sitting down and trying to figure out things rather than the comics where Batman is just punching people in the face personally. I like Bruce Wayne when he's faced with a, a mystery that he really just can't figure out because I feel like we get the best of his character in those situations. So for me, The Batman was number two. I thought it was a really good movie. Um, the Batman for me is now 100% a Halloween movie. Yes. It is, um, it's great. It's, it's, I just love it. I, I really do love that movie. I've watched it several times. Yep. I think his, his dynamic with Catwoman is great. The movie being oddly sexual is weird, <laughs> but not a detriment. It is oddly sexual, but not to its fault. And I appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, no, for sure. I really did like the Batman. It was one hundred percent my second favorite movie last year. Yeah, um, I I couldn't get enough of it. But before you get to your number one, I didn't say it, but I I it's yeah. Just, while we're on the Batman, uh, another thing which is why I love this movie so much. This is the mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of comic book movies. This is the first one I actually knew the source material that was based that was inspiring the story. Long Halloween and, and and Batman Year One or uh, Year Two. Okay. So year two. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I know exactly what they're doing. I'm like, oh, I, l- I love how homemade and makeshift his suit is. I I love I can love I can see the stitching in his cowl. Um, I love like you said, he's getting his ass whipped a lot. Like he takes hits. Like he's not. He takes he gets his ass. Beat, he takes. And hits. that's the point. Is he's he's new. He's, he's new. new. This is the he's not. This is the youngest. I'm yeah. Live action. I'm Batman. so tired of bat. I'm I'm personally I am so tired of bat god. I'm so tired of Bat God. Everyone wants Bat God, the Batman who can do no wrong. He gets, he beats everyone up. He saves the day every time. I'm tired of Bat God. Bat God is cool, but I like when my Batman's supposed to be a regular human. I want to see him struggle. Human. I want to see level. him struggle. Street level. No matter how exactly, no matter how great you are, you're still a regular dude. You put seven niggas, I don't care who they are, you put seven niggas in front of a regular person, no matter how trained they are in martial arts, even if that person who is trained in martial arts wins, fighting seven people your size, your speed, is going to be difficult. Yes. And the Batman showed that. Yes. Yes, he he won at the end. I'm not saying he didn't win. He won. He beat all of them. 
but he got punched in the back of the head a couple times. Yes. He got kicked in the back. He got punched to the side. Punched in the face. And that's how it should be. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what I, I like my Batman. I don't want Bat God. Yeah. I want Batman, you know? <clears throat> and the movie was great. I loved Again, I say it all the time. It was oddly sexual. <laughs> but be, it being oddly sexual is not a bad thing. Yeah. I liked how oddly sexual it was. I liked the relationship he had with Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. I like the relationship. Some real chemistry. That they, exactly. Great chemistry the entire movie. I liked it. I thought it was odd, but it being odd isn't a bad thing. So, yes, the Batman is definitely my number two movie. Right, <clears throat> number one. If it's a surprise to anyone, it shouldn't be everything everywhere all at once. I saw Fuck that yeah. movie like uh, I saw that movie like 12 times. <laughs> like, I have so fucking good. I watched that movie a lot, and I don't watch a lot. Of, I don't repeat movies it's very rare for me to repeat a movie or a show i don't do repeats so the fact that i saw it i think realistically i saw it six times maybe five times last year and for me that's insane i've only read one piece three times you know what i mean and sure it's a one piece is a far smaller time investment but the fact that i went and i saw everything everywhere all at once in theaters three times and then i saw it on my own two times after that yeah that is insane for me. For I don't do that for movies. I really don't. Like I'm telling you right now, I do not do that. I rarely I go to see a movie once, I feel about it and then I move on. So the fact that I saw that movie 6 times last year, I can't it couldn't be in any spot but number 1 simply on the grounds that most movies don't even get that respect. Yeah. Everything everywhere all at once was fantastic. I loved every second of it. It was a good movie. It was very fun. I enjoyed all of it. What it meant for, what it was trying to say, the whole rock scene, which might be my favorite scene personally. So where they just talk about how being a rock is easy. Everything, ever, all at once is very easy. My number one. However, so, however, so loud. <laughs> however, I do have a secret god tier, ultimate and legend, legend difficulty. You can only see it if you beat the game once, play the game again. Difficulty number one. All right. Morbius. Jesus Christ. Now, so Morbius stupid. to me is is very special. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm getting a. I got. I got a little <laughs> tongue tied. I got a little tongue tied when I realized that I had to talk about Morbius. Yeah, Morbius is for me just a. It's such a. It's tight. It's such a. It's such a good movie. It's so tight. Like. Dr. Michael Morbius is faced with an unimaginable situation where he's found a cure for a rare disease that affects him and his friend, but he realizes upon, you know, fixing the disease that it turns him into a horrible monster, and he doesn't want his friend to go through it. His friend, played by Matt Smith of Game of Thrones fame and Doctor Who fame as well, then decides, I'm taking things into my old hands. And he decides to have sex. You know, he puts his M's to M's, puts his Ben's to Ben's, and then he puts a Spen's to Spen's. Because he wants to have sex. Have, have sex. sex. You know what I mean? So, oh, Dr. Michael Morbius has to rise up and fight against his childhood best friend, who he gave a whole new name that wasn't his name to begin with. <laughs> and, like, it's just, oh man, Morbius... Morbius is the Morbius is the movie of the year every year. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it's movie of the year for 2022, yes, but it's also movie of the year for 2023 and every year going forward, as well as every year going back. I don't think I can ever put Michael Morbius. Sorry, <laughs> I'm a bit familiar. You know, I'm using his first, his first and his last name, but I don't think I can put Morbius as anything other than Ultra God tier, Sinister tier, uh, Sovereign tier number one mm-hmm. for me. Um, Morbius was just a ride. I've seen it so many times, and I just every time I watch it, it hits just as good as it did the first time. So, All right. my secret ultimate top tier is definitely gonna go to Morbius twenty twenty two. All right. Before we get into um, our most anticipated for this year, uh, I just want you know, Morbius. It's <laughs> it's the biggest L Sony has ever taken. The fact that it flopped and then they thought the trolls were serious about liking it and it's morbid time or I'm all morbed out. Like they said, oh, people like it. People really want it. Okay. And they put it back in theaters and it flopped again. <laughs> it was, it's, it's hilarious. No, you're, you're, you see, you, I hate you revisionists. You know, because you guys, you what? guys will sit here and pretend like things aren't the way they are. Morbius sweeps, okay? Morbius sweeps. Morbius clears. Under the rug. Um, it it's, was, it's, it's it, it sold over w- one more billion sales. <laughs> one more tickets. billion? He said one more billion. <laughs> it's it, it sold more than one more billion. You know what I mean? More, and, more, and more guys, billion? More billion? A more billion, yeah, exactly. It, it made more billion bill- bucks. It made more it, billion dollars. It made one more billion bucks, and you guys don't want to admit that it did. And it's it's sad, but Morbius clears. Like, your fave could never. You okay. know what I mean? And so you can sit here, and you can hate, and you can say Morbius flopped, and Morbius, they brought it back just for it to flop again. But at the end of the day, Morbius clears. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It clears. And that's what I'm here for as a real fan. I'm here for gotcha. Morbius clearing. And that's what Morbius did. It cleared. Simply, simply, simply Morbius cleared. And I can't wait to see for when he returns in the MCU. Is, you know, like, you know how the movies end with, oh, Morbius will return. I can't wait to see what Morbius is going to do against Adam Warlock. You yeah. Know? I can't wait to see what Morbius is going to do against Kang. I can't <laughs> wait. So, you know. Yeah, I can't. You can be I, a naysayer all yeah. you want, but at the end of the day. Morbius sweeps yeah. and Morbius clears. Yeah, I can't wait to see Jared Leto stand next to Hugh Jackman and Tobey Maguire in Secret War. It's gonna be so crazy. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna. Ah oh, man, you trying to get me to come? Ner- I'm gonna, Ner- I'll come. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come in the theater when I see that shit. It's a nerd Imagine guy. Morbius, uh, uh, Michael Morbius standing next to Peter Parker, Peter Parker, Peter Parker, <laughs> and Logan and. Fucking Logan. Oh my god. And fucking um what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. Oh my Iron god. Man, I'm busting a nut. Deadpool. Um, yeah, Mor- Morbius right next to all the greats. Where he should be. You know? <laughs> Full nerdgasm. Full nerdgasm. Oh my god. In, Absolutely. In the theater. Uh, in the theater. I yeah, up in the schoolhouse. Up in I'm the up in the schoolhouse? Up in the schoolhouse, bro. I'm ready to see it. That's what I'm here for. Oh, man. I'm here for the Michael Morbius superiority. That's what I'm here for. Cream in your pants over Morbius? That's crazy. Hey, man. I do that shit every day. I hey. wake up and I'm like, thank Morb. I'm still alive. <laughs> thank Morb. Saying? Oh, hell no. Hell no. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we're really good at keeping the pod under an hour these days. So let's get into our most anticipated for this year. 
Um, and I can't wait for you to take over because I don't know what's coming out this year. Oh no! I want to okay. see Ant Man. Yeah, and okay. that's all I know. Okay, that's all I know. Okay, so if you don't have anything, then I can go down like. I can, Please, yeah. I, talk I, to okay. me. Talk okay, to me. So, Let me know. Okay. Fill, fill me in as a pedestrian. Okay. okay, cool. So I'll do my top ten. Um. So and you can comment. Uh. Wherever. Um, yeah, of course. So after my number one, there's no particular order. My number okay. one. Most anticipated film of the year is Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Um, oh yeah, same, yeah, same, yeah, easy, yeah. easy, easy, easy. Yeah, yeah, same, easy, easy. Yeah, um, easy. It, Into the Spider Verse is a perfect movie, in my opinion. It's my favorite Spider Man movie. Yeah, no, movie. it's it's the only movie I've ever in my life rated as a ten out of ten. Yeah. Um, and um, the more I learn about Spider Man twenty ninety nine, Miguel O'Hara, the more I like him. Um, I I keep saying it because this is how I feel. He's a very feral Spider-Man. Like I, I learned yeah, he's rough. about his he's, teeth he's and very claws. Rough. Yeah, he's rough. And these these trailers, bro. He's coming for Miles's blood. I don't know why he's so aggressive and so angry at this child Spider-Man. But whatever Miles is doing with the with the um, dimension hopping, it's not making a lot of Spider people happy. Um, in that trailer, they're all coming for him, and um, it'll be great to see Miles, you know, overcome and step up. And, you know, because now he's fully Spider-Man. So it'll be cool to see what kind of tricks he, he has up his sleeves. Because now he has, now he can do the um, invisibility on command. Now he has, yeah, a, I can, yeah, the Venom Strike on command. So it's going to be cool. Yeah, I can just speak out of just pure trust. Like, I'm someone where it's like, my trust isn't easy to gain. But once you got it, you got it. Yeah. And the care that they put into the first movie has given me the full trust that this next movie is going to slap. I don't care what the plot line is. The fact that they're doing Spider-Verse without addressing the stupid-ass multi-dimensional vampires has already made them gods among gods, in my <laughs> opinion. So, I'm, I just, I want to see it, man. Because Spider-Verse won to my, it's, if I had to pick a favorite movie of all time that I could watch infinitely for the rest of my life, Spider-Verse 1 is 100% my favorite. So, yeah. whatever the second one has in store, I'm with it. Yeah. Um, it's 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 hard to capture lightning in a bottle again, but I think um, Lauren Miller can do it. Um, it's it's a it's a it's an incredible team. And if you saw the trailer, they are continuing to increase the quality of animation and just it's, oh yeah, it looks so good. So yeah, that's number that's, that's number one. Um, the rest is in no particular order. Um, uh, Christopher Nolan's um, Oppenheimer. Um, it's about you know the creation of the first um, atomic bomb. Uh, so. We know Christopher Nolan likes to use his practical effects. There's jokes about him building an actual bomb to blow up on camera, but that's dangerous. We don't. That's need, hilarious. We don't need. I like, that. Yeah. <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> um, I like his style. Yeah, for sure. So you know, Christopher Nolan, he 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 makes the big budget movies like you know you know the the Dark Knight and Inception and Tenet, but um, he's I don't know his his techniques and his style is very. It's very indie. He, he he his movies feel and look simple, but what but the spectacle on screen is far from simple. It's always spectacular. So I am looking forward to um to Oppenheimer and it's a crazy cast. Um, um, uh, uh, Killian Murphy of course from um um uh Peaky, Pe- Peaky Blinders, no fighting, no Peaky no fighting, blinders. no fucking fighting. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah um uh. Iron Man, Downey Jr. is, is going to be in the movie. I think he's bald in this movie. Robert Downey Jr. Um, Florence Pugh is in the movie. So it's uh, oh, it, my white wife. <laughs> my. 
Kodak Black, Listen. but sometimes I'm white. Kodak Black, Black when I'm you see me, I'm white. white. Look, I got, Kodak let me tell Black, you right now. I'm a fuck your white wife. I'm a fuck your white wife. Look, look, let me tell you, I got three. There's only three. Only three. I don't really generally go for, vanilla. you know, vanilla. It's not my type normally, but I got three that make my cut. And you know what they are? Margot Robbie. Yep. Aubrey Plaza. Na- no, no. Oh. <laughs> Natas- Natasha Bedingfield. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a deep cut. That came out of nowhere. Deep cut, right? Yeah. Natasha Bedingfield and Florence Pug. Or Pug, whatever her name is. Pew. Um, Pew. Like P-U. Pew. Okay, okay, okay. Pew, Pew. Florence Pew. One of the few white women out there that I'm like, wow, that's elite milk. That is elite milk right there. <laughs> you know what milk. I mean? Milk. Milk. <laughs> Florence Pugh is elite milk. So it's Florence Pugh, Natasha Bedingfield, and uh, Margot Robbie. But that being said, Margot Robbie can easily be swapped out for the name you said earlier. Um, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But um, I get it. I get it. Those three. Those three. They make up the three only. They're the only three white women that I would I would give it up for. You know, those, they're elite milk, so they can, in my eyes, they can do no wrong, for sure. I'm just not crazy about blondes, I guess. Um, Me? I, I, I don't I'm, really I'm a, get it. I'm a fan of them, for sure. Like, their talent, I love Florence Pugh and Margot Robbie, uh, <laughs> Natasha Bedingfield. Um, but yeah. Um, I gotta, no, I, it's yeah. just about the talent, you know? Cause I feel it, I, I feel it. And a pocket full of sunshine. sunshine. I gotta and she got a pocket away. full of. Don't let her deceive you. She got a pocket full of ass. That's what. That's what, that's what <laughs> Natasha, Natasha Bedingfield. That's what she's not telling you, niggas. She got a pocket full of ass on her, and she just don't want y'all to know. Hilarious. But I know, I know. I done the research. Okay. So yeah, uh, that that was um uh, Op- um Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer, whatever you want to pronounce it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, number three. Uh, well, sorry again. No order. Um, Dune Part Two. Um, oh shit! That comes out this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's on my list as well. I like Dune. That was a really good movie. Yeah. Um, Denis Villeneuve. You know, um, I'm, uh, Prisoners, Sicario. But for me, Denis Villeneuve's bag is in sci-fi. From Arrival to Blade Runner twenty forty nine to Dune Part One. Um, very similar to Christopher Nolan, which is crazy because they're they're good friends in real life. Um, yeah. Same thing. His movies look simple. And but still very beautiful. But the spectacle mm-hmm. on screen is fantastic. Um, yeah, we, like Dune. I, Dune was amazing. I didn't like the uh, the nineteen eighties version. It's very corny. I haven't seen it. it it's it's, seen it's it dated. It's dated. Um, this this movie um, brings it down, and I, I can take it more seriously. And the cast was incredible. And again, uh, Florence Pugh is going to be in Dune. It's, it's crazy. She's she's booked in. Oh, I'll, I'll watch any movie that my baby's in. That's she's, my little baby, for she's, real, for real. She's booked and busy. Um, and uh, Austin Butler, um, Elvis, is going to be in it. Um, I don't know if he's doing the Elvis voice uh, in Dune. Hopefully not. I don't want to hear any... Um, uh, Paul Atreides. Uh, now the Spice. Where do you find the Spice? I, I want to get... You know, get actually... Yeah, I want to get a little... Oh. Actually, <laughs> now that you say it, now that you say it, it kind of brings my ten- it brings me to attention that I need to pay attention to who this director is because you listed off three movies and I was like, The Arrival, loved it, 
probably my favorite movie of the year that it came out. Like, I love The Arrival. It was really a sci-fi movie anyway. I love The Arrival. That was great. And then you listed, what else did you listen? Blade you Runner. The Blade Arrival. Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah. Come on. 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 Blade Runner. Yes. Come on. That movie is godlike. Thank and then you. now he's doing Dune and Dune Part 2. I'm like, yo, I might actually like this. I might be this nigga's biggest fan yo. without even knowing that. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Villeneuve is craziest, that guy. He's the, he is him. That's the craziest. That's the crazy. He's him. That's him. That's Himothy. He's him Jita, all right? That's Freeze him. Freeze him. You know what him. I'm saying? Like, go him. Like, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> go come him. On, that's... Come on, man. Like, you can't... The, that's him, Lee. You know what I mean? Like, that's Kamehame him, fam. Like That's, that's not, him, Ruto. All right? <laughs> come on, man. That's... Rasim God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's him, Yaya. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, Ita him. You know what I mean? Like, Himsuke. Come on, bro. Like, that might be that nigga over there. You know what? Manga Kyoshar him You know what I'm saying? Like... That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to find the him piece. You feel me? Like that's that. This nigga's been he's been spitting for real, for real, for the past couple of years. So yeah, you know, I, I gotta check him out. Like now that you're saying, I didn't know. I gotta apologize. I didn't recognize him gangster. You, 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 you feel me? Like I. I ain't recognize I ain't recognize his gangster for real for real. So I gotta put some respect on his name because yes. like this nigga's been making my favorite movies for the past decade. Exactly. <laughs> Oh That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I, I need to apologize, um, my, my, my man. I was unfamiliar with your game. <laughs> I was just unfamiliar with his game, bro. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, no no slander, no shade. I just, Nothing. I really wasn't familiar. Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, Dune Part mm-hmm. 2. Um, For sure. He's going to meet the Fremen, and they're going to teach him the, the way. Teach him the ways. Yeah. So, yeah, Dune Part 2 is going to be great. I'm excited for that one. Um, next, I have uh, Indiana Jones 5. Jesus Christ, 5. Oh, um, no, that's not on my list. Yeah, I've I, never I, seen I, an no. Indiana Jones <laughs> in my life. Uh, Indiana Jones Spit 5. To me about it. Uh, Dial of Destiny. Um, we all know 4, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, was not great at all. Even Harrison Ford knows it was a pile of dog shit. Um, he was sleepwalking through that movie. He wasn't even trying. The way he tried for Hans. Oh, like, yeah. uh, what's his name? The nigga who did Blade. Uh, um, oh, <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, he was sleeping through it like Wesley Snipes stopped through Blade Three. I get it. All right, let's go. Let's go. Come on, no problem. Yeah. He, he he wasn't trying. Um, like like when he came back for Han Solo and when he came back for Blade Runner, he was trying. Like he was backing those characters. Um, he wasn't himself in Four. Um, Indiana Jones Five at the helm. We have um. Uh, James Mangold, you know, he did Logan, he did Ford v Ferrari, so he's really good at these old man sunset stories. He really knows how to how to give um, um, an old, tired, beaten up warrior that final farewell. So um, I do have high hopes for Indiana Jones. Um, Harrison Ford has high hopes for Indiana Jones. So it looks the trailer looks great. Um, we have John Williams doing the score, so I cannot wait for this movie. Um, I'm very excited. Um, I actually have. Two shows here, but I want to. I'm going to skip those and get to uh, my last three movies I have. Um, entering, of course, you, you can't enter the year without being excited for the MCU, can you? No. So, uh, in, mm-hmm. in 2023 mm-hmm. is the year of threes. So, Ant Man three, Guardians three, um, 
those are uh, those movies I'm very excited for. Ant Man, of course, Quantum Mania, uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. I know I know Sam likes to avoid the trailers, not to know anything. But man, yeah. oh man, um, I would not be surprised if Paul Rudd dies in this movie. Um, okay, so I saw this trailer for this one. Okay. I did. Um, and when he yeah, started stomping this nigga out, yeah. I was like, wait a <laughs> I was like, hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. This nigga's getting stomped out in front of his daughter. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, damn, nigga, they stomped you out in front of your daughter, nigga? That's crazy, nigga. <laughs> I didn't want her to see this. We had a deal. Fuck your deal. We had, we had a deal, bro. Oh, man. So, a deal? Actually, I really like Kang the Conqueror mm-hmm. in the comic books just because he's literally an infinite threat. Yeah. Kang, as long as the timeline exists, Kang the Conqueror is a threat. Yeah. He can show up now. He can show up 2,000 years from now. He can show up a million years from now. He can show up a million years in the past. He can show up whenever. And that's why I like Kang is because because he threw himself into the time stream, Kang cannot be killed. Mm-hmm. Kang is internal and i love that for his character because he's excuse me arguably the first mcu character and depending if they do him right or wrong he is the first mcu character who cannot be killed in a single movie if you kill kang that does not mean anything because there's an infinite amount of kangs that can exist at any point in any time who decide to fuck with your current reality and that's the beauty of the character yeah. And I think Jonathan Jonathan Majors, yeah. um, I think he's doing a great job because I think that for the first time since Thanos, you know, through all the different movies that have come out through Phase 4, Phase 5 with Kang being the main villain is the first time I'm seeing a lot of the, the naysayers and the people who are very upset with Marvel be like, oh shit, he might be real. And uh, I think that's what they're, the Marvel... Marvel is currently missing something that makes the characters have to focus up. Because, yes, the whole point of the Marvel Universe is that it was fun, it was crazy or whatever, but when Thanos showed up, niggas immediately started to get serious. And I think that a lot of the viewers want that again. So, if Kang is able to put (laughs) Iron Man in a casket, which I think he's going to do, I think (laughs) a lot of people will get won over by the next phase of the Marvel movie. But yeah, I really do like Kang, so being excited for... I'm more excited for Iron Man than I am Guardians of the Galaxy, just because... Ant-Man, Ant-Man. Kang... What did I say? Iron Man? Iron Man. Oh, I apologize. I, I meant to say um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Or, no, 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 sorry. Uh, Ant. Ant-Man, yes. Yeah. Ant-Man is definitely probably my favorite MCU... My most excited, anticipated MCU movie because that reason. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I kind of saw leaks for it. I know what's going to happen in that movie. And I think it's still going to be good, but I've already saw the leaks for it. Mm-hmm. And again, Guardians, it seems to be much more contained in its messaging and its like scope and its reality, which is fine. But you know, for the entirety of the MCU, what Kang is going to mean going forward, I think it has me more anticipated for it. Yeah, um, just to echo what you said um, about Kang... Um, being an infinite threat that's everything he kind of said in loki um um he who remains he's like it doesn't mm-hmm, like he, yeah. to, he told Sylvie, you, you can kill me it doesn't matter like i'll see you soon like it really doesn't matter that's like, what he, it he really, said it he said it like Sylvie, you can stab me I, i'll see you soon he dies but, all that means yeah. is that i'm the version of myself that dies here you still have to deal with the 
millions and infinite versions of myself who never show up in this room, who never come here, who never agree to let you kill me, who just straight up kill you. Like, you have to deal with everyone. And that's what he was protecting the universe from. He was protecting them from Kang. And that's why, yeah, I'm so excited because, yeah, it, it, it's just the concept of Kang as a villain is great. He's the Marvel villain that can't actually die. No matter what they try and do, they have to deal with him for the incoming future. Yeah. Um, and again, going back to what you said about him being an infinite threat, in the trailer, there's a lot of Ant-Man, a lot of, a lot of different Scott Langs who I think are going to get crushed. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, like, Scott Lang, is, he, he'll die more than once in this movie. And because of that, you know, the first two Ant-Mans were the kind of palate cleansers. You know, the first one wrapped up uh, phase two. Um, and, the, and the second one came out 2018 with Black Panther and Infinity War. It was, like, not even close to hitting, hitting the way Black Panther and Infinity War did. Because Black Panther came out at the beginning of the year. And then Infinity War came out in the summer. And then um, right before the summer ended, we got Ant-Man. And it was just like th- like the third film, it, did, it just did not hit the way the last two did. Um, because it's Ant-Man. It's Paul Rudd. He, he's funny. Um, it's, it's, it's a very um, – it's, it's definitely the, the most lighthearted um, corner of the MCU until now. Um, the tone for this movie is going to be darker. It just, it just has to be. You know, this is the third chapter – third and final chapter, I'm assuming, of the um, Ant-Man run – of the in the MCU and um, yeah, it just this 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 is it, you know. Um, I I, lo- I love the deal they make. Um, I I I I am a man who, like, we are both running out of time, but we can help each other with that. I love that there's something as powerful as Kang is. There's something in the quantum realm that that still eludes him, and he needs Ant Man's Ant Man's help to to find it or whatever. Um, and he promises Ant-Man, I can give you back the time you lost with your daughter because Ant-Man was, you know, apart from being in prison and then being trapped in the quantum realm for five years, he missed a lot of his of Cassie's life. So I love that that's the deal they make with each other. Um, obviously, um, Kang isn't going to keep his part of the bargain because he's definitely using um, Ant-Man. Um, so, yeah, um, Ant-Man 3, I'm very excited for it. Um, you said it already, uh, Guardians 3, lots of leaks. Uh, uh, including James Gunn um, um, confirming himself two major deaths in the movie um, based yeah. on what's been said and based on the trailer. I'm going to guess it's Rocket and Drax. Dave, I won't say anything, but... Dave, Dave Batista doesn't want to be part of this anymore. Um, he wants to do more serious roles. If he does, uh, and, he, and he doesn't want to be big anymore. Like he doesn't, He's tired of working out. He's in his 50s. Um, he wants to focus on drama. And the trailer kind of spells it out for you that Rocket eats it just it, it focuses on him we what we, 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 we see his, his no uh, way we see his uh late his uh otter girlfriend layla um yeah i know um the villain i think is the high um evolu- uh, evolutionary played by um yes it's uh, the high evolutionary uh, and adam warlock chikuri uh, awuji um uh he is from uh, peacemaker um, uh, he was um, the black guy from Peacemaker, um, who was actually undercover as a as a um, as an alien the entire time. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, um, he's a beast, and James Gunn loves him. He's like, um, I love what you're doing here. Do you want to be my the villain for Guardians? He goes, sure. So he um, he's the guy who's who's responsible for putting all that cybernetic tech on Rocket's back that we see in Volume One when they're getting when they're getting changed to go into the prison. 
um, the kiln um, uh, rocket has all these cybernetic enhancements on his, on his shaved back. And, and Peter's like, what the hell is that? Um, but without saying it, just, he, he just looks at it. Now we, yeah. in this movie, we're going to meet the guy who did it. And yeah, um, yeah this, this is going to be a, a swan song for, um, for Rocket, it seems like. Uh, and he's kind of been the comedic, raunchy heartbeat of this team. Um, and I love Guardians. Um, I love the way James Gunn takes C-list characters and brings them to the limelight and makes us care about them. So um, I'm very excited for it. I don't know. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna throw a, a little wrench in there. I would say that Rocket was the heart of Guardians too. I think he his character arc was the point of the movie. Mm. I think that everything that Rocket went through in Guardians two was what Gunn was trying to say. Yeah. Every single other character that had an arc in Guardians two you could relate it to Rocket's arc. Yeah. Of just liking someone and wanting to like them and wanting to be around them despite the fact that... They're mean and talk a lot of shit. You're you're a piece of shit to them. Like, but you still like them. And not being able to stop being a piece of shit for their sake because you think that's just how it's supposed to be. Every single character's arc in that movie. Um, Ego with Mantis... That's what it is. Ego's the way he is. Mantis has always been accommodating to him. He's been a piece of shit. He can never reconcile with her to not be a piece of shit. Yondu with fucking Star-Lord was he's a piece of shit to him. But then at the end of the day, he reconciled it as, you know, I care for you, blah, 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 blah. This is just how I express myself. I don't know how not to be a piece of shit, so I'm going to be a piece of shit, shit to you. That was their whole thing. Like, Rocket with everybody else. Every uh, fucking Nebula with Gamora. Every single character arc in that movie is... I'm a piece of shit to the person that I care about the most, but I don't know how to tell them that they matter the most to me. Blah. And that's what Rocket represented with Yondu, where Yondu was like, boy, if you don't fix that shit, no one's going to like you. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. like that's what it turned into. And that's that's why I, I, I think Guardians 2 is the best Guardians movie. I love that movie. It's, it's so good. But anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's kind of what I was saying. Um, I think I, I do think yeah, that, yeah, no, yeah, that, that's what you're saying. Yeah. That Rocket is and has always been the heart and soul of the team. And he's, Absolutely. And, he, and yeah. he, you know, him and Groot are the computer-generated characters that, that our actors aren't really interacting with. But, um, you know, uh, Bradley Cooper as uh, Rocket, he's really killed it. And uh, I wonder, you know... Uh, I I think um, Scarlett Johansson was nominated for her performance in her because it's just a voiceover performance. She's not actually sh- she's voicing an AI. She's not physically. Oh, in the movie. I saw that movie. So, that was the one where that nigga was trying to go deep inside. Yeah. Um, the the uh, AI program. Yeah. Uh, Walking Phoenix, the, the, the most the the, the most uh, recent Joker falls in love with, with his AI. Yeah, I watched um, it. That was a good movie. That it's a, a really it's a movie. it's a really good movie. And, uh, Came out in 2019? 2018? 20, 2014. 2014. Oh my god. Well, that's when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm curious. When this movie comes out, any chance that Bradley Cooper gets nominated purely for his voiceover work as a character? Because um, what he's saying, like, uh, we'll all fly together one last time in that big, beautiful sky. Like, he says that in the trailer. Like, oh, he, he sounds like he's dying. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see uh, if, if he gets any... Um, like a nomination, but yeah, um, that's Ant-Man 3. Um, and I got another one, uh, Creed 3. This is uh, Michael Ooh, B. Oh, you lost me. This is, uh, hopefully I can get you back with Jonathan Majors, because he's in it. Um, oh, shit, yep, okay. there you go. Um, this is, 
Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Um, I do like Michael B. Jordan, but I do see him more as a I see him more as a movie star than a thespian actor. The way Chabot Bozeman, Jonathan Majors, Daniel Kaluuya, like these guys are actors. These guys just disappear into the roles. They okay, can, okay, you know? okay. Thank you for saying that because, yeah. like, okay. I don't want to sound like a hater. I, I know, neither do I. Like, I neither do really I. Really don't want to sound like a hater. I like Michael B. Jordan, but I wa- I don't. I've I, okay. So to be fair, to be fair, I haven't seen Fruitvale Station, which is apparently like his like a lot of people call it. It's like his call to fame. Like yeah. he killed it in that movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I have not seen Fruitvale Station, but I've seen Black Panther. I've seen. Um, the ninth what what movie was he in 1998 1984 was he in the, the remake of that or the giver or something like that um he, some book i read in middle school okay. he was um fahrenheit yes fahrenheit, fahrenheit he was yeah fa- yes he was oh in my fahrenheit. God. he was not good in that he was not good in that I right could, okay I, could, I couldn't take him seriously uh, okay so this is my problem i want right? to bur- i want to burn jesus christ it's like why i don't know why because i'm not an actor i don't understand acting i'm not a movie guy i'm not really involved i don't pay attention enough to understand Mm -hmm. i don't know what it is about his performances that make me just feel like he's forcing it but every time i see him on screen i feel like he's forcing it you want to know the only time i didn't feel like he was forcing it the wire oh okay when he was nine years old (laughs) Um, and when he died in that, I felt it. I, it hurt my soul. Like, it touched me. I understand that why he has a career now. Because mm-hmm. what he did in The Wire, I was like, damn. They gonna kill this nigga? That's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy, right? But in his adult years, there's nothing. I've never seen anything about him where I was like, damn, he did that. Black Panther? Absolutely not. Like, it's just something about his deliverance. Yeah, like his, yeah. I just, it's not for me. And I'm not, I don't want to hate because I'm not saying like, oh, he shouldn't be allowed to. No, no, no. He has earned every single thing that he's earned. I'm not denying who he is as an actor, blah, blah, blah. I want him to have those titles. He should keep those titles. And I hope he has more in the future. It's just personally, I don't like him in movies. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not important enough where that shouldn't matter. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But it's just like, I personally, I don't care for a Michael B. Jordan movie. I just don't. Uh, it's not for me yeah. but all the best to him and hope that his career continues to grow I, at the end of the day i'm rooting for everybody black yes. like, yeah, like yes, you know what exactly. i mean like, like i'm rooting for everybody black that's never going to be a problem it's never going to be a question i just don't particularly care for his uh his style of his i preferred his music career man that music video with him and the little joint on the beach oh my god i might have prefer i might have preferred his musical career than his movie career you feel me? I'm not <laughs> hating. I'm just simply stating that I don't care for his uh, his cinema endeavors. But you know, yeah. I, that's why I haven't seen the newest Creeds and the the Creed movies because I'm just like, eh, I'm gonna sit out. But if you, if you're excited for it, I might yeah. give it a try. He he's good in the Creed movies. His his performance is good in the Creed movies. Um, um, I I do feel a little differently when it comes to Black Panther. I feel like Black Panther is Killmonger. That was the first time I saw him disappear into a role. Um. There is still some. There are still some delivery issues with how he says certain some things. Yeah. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. like I, I, I cringe a little bit when he says, "Uh, um, the first time they steal um that that piece of vibranium, and he gives it to, to Claw, and he's looking mm. at the and he's, and he's looking at the math. He's like, nah, I'm just feeling it. I'm like, mm, I didn't like that. Um, 
But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, Creed three. He's great in these movies, and now he's directing. And this time, his opponent is um, Jonathan Majors, who who got big for this role. Um, those behind the scene pictures of him on the beach, like looking massive. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, bro, this is gonna be crazy. Um, th- they're playing old friends. Uh, Jonathan Majors' character uh, never got his chance because he went to jail. But secretly, mm. as, but secretly as kids, he was always the star. On uh, like he was always like a better fighter or whatever. And now he's okay. like, and now he's coming for what what he thinks should have been his life, which is mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is which is Michael B. Jordan's life in the movie. So um, it's great conflict. Um, it feels um, I love the way the Creed movies. You know, it's a, it's a, it's part of the Rocky franchise. So I love how these movies yeah. borrow tone tone and like story beats because. That's what you do in a franchise. Like, don't be yeah. mad when a franchise might repeat. Calls back. To yeah, calls earlier. back yeah. or has has a story beat that repeats because that's how franchises work. Um, Indiana Jones, the movies rhyme. James Bond, the movies rhyme. Jurassic Park, the movies rhyme. You know, wait, stop, wait, you know? wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You just dropped some information on me. Do you mean like they actually rhyme, or do you just mean they rhyme like metaphorically? Metaphorically, like like story, like the story. Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> great. Because my brain wasn't ready for that, like that deep dive of like Crystal Skull. No. <laughs> what does that rhyme with? What? <laughs> I was, I was, I wasn't ready for that. Okay, okay, okay. No, I'm just saying like the stories rhyme, and like you might see similar things in 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 in, the, in each film that follows. Um, but yeah, uh, that's what I got for movies. It's not a top tens list, but those are the movies I'm excited for. And, um, just before we wrap up, I do have two shows on the list. Um, it's Ahsoka and Invincible. Um, those are both coming out this year, uh, Ahsoka and Invincible season two. So yeah, Ahsoka is going to be live action. Yeah. I saw the, um, Dave Filoni. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're, Mm -hmm. you're good. No, I just saw the uh, the way they did it. At least for me, I don't know about anybody else, but I saw the Invincible reveal in a fucking reel. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and I thought that was a great way to do it since, you know, this generation is so fucking attached to reels and, you know, short form yeah. media and all that. So I thought it was pretty cool. But uh, so we have the Ahsoka show. Go on. Yeah, um, Dave Filoni is essentially going to be a live-action Rebels Season 5 because it's going to be uh, Ahsoka, Tano, and Sabine Wren picking up where they left off. They're going into the, um, uh, um, the unknown regions to find um, Ezra Bridger and um, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, a lot of fans are beginning to speculate, especially after the Mandalorian Season 3 trailer, we might be getting a, um, a canon version of of heir to the empire, which is, um, you know, takes place after, um, return of the Jedi and where, um, Thrawn was kind of the spearhead at, at bringing the empire back to its glory. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so that'll be interesting. Um, Dave Filoni, you know, the heir apparent George Lucas told him everything he needs to know about star Wars to make quality star Wars content. Um, he's, he, he, his pitch is it's a samurai story. And as we know, samurai and that culture and, you know, everything about those beliefs are what inspired star Wars. So, it should be good. Um, it should be good. Uh, Invincible, man, oh man, what what a surprise that was for me, as I am unfamiliar with the source material, the characters, mm-hmm. the um, th- the actions, things that took t- t- place in the story, the the twist of Omni Man himself was crazy. Um, and again, I just love these really mature um, superhero uh, comic book content because you know it, it it grew up with us. 
um, superhero content wasn't always like this, especially not animated. Now it's, you know, even animated stuff is uh, profanity and gore, and it's great. It's really great. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to in 2023. Yeah, um, and also, I'm yeah. not going to say, I'm not going to lie, like, it's it's a personal thing. I've read all of Invincible from yeah, beginning so, to so, end. So, and so, so you know. I finished it. I know it's coming. I know all of that. I think it's a it's a fantastic story. It honestly it, it's a really good story. It ends really well. I enjoy Invincible all the way throughout. I'm not even gonna put that up for discussion. Um, the thing I like about Invincible is it understands suffering. Yes. And it's like there's a whole thing that like a lot of people don't know about this, but like if you just read like like let's say you decided right now to go and read Invincible from issue one to the final one, right? Mm-hmm. There's a crossover story where he meets up with Spider-Man, and it's for a particular reason. It is because the suffering in Spider-Man and the suffering in Invincible is the same kind. Where yes, the physical things that are actually happening really suck. But what really sucks is the effect that it has on the characters that we're following. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, yeah, it sucks that his uncle died. But really, we're watching to see not the fact that his uncle died, but we're watching to see how his uncle dying affects a young Spider-Man. You yes. know? That's how it is in Invincible. And the fact that him and uh, Peter Parker meet up and they're considered to be very similar. It was an image in Marvel crossover comics thing that happened one time ago where Invincible showed up in the Marvel Universe and him and Spider-Man become friends and all that. Like, it just, to me, it illustrates my reasoning for, like, it's they're fucking the same. The reasons I like Spider-Man are the same reasons I like Invincible. And I cannot wait for you guys to catch up a little bit because the story goes places. It really does. And it goes to such interesting, interesting places. And um, I can't wait for it to get there. It's not just gore. It's not just, oh my God, that's so gory and bloody. But it actually goes to a lot of different philosophical places that I'm excited to see. I'm looking forward to that as well. I, I love when, you know, things start off simple, but we open the door to the big exactly. questions. To the big questions. Yeah. You know, who are you and what do you want out of life? Are you happy? You know, just... yeah. You know, questions that don't seem philosophical, but they really are. You know. Yeah, the simplest questions mean the most, in my opinion. Facts, facts. Like when someone asks you, "Hey, do you like me?" That <laughs> is a very simple question. Yeah. Do you like me? Simple. But like when you go to answer it, you realize how fucking complicated that. Yeah, question is. you have to actually that is think a, about that is a fucking complicated question. Do I like this person? Holy shit. I could sit and think about that for hours. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's it's complicated. So, yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not really good with segues or, or with wrapping up. But, Sam, before we get out of here, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, I'm waiting for Doom Patrol to finish. Again, I think Doom Patrol is probably my favorite oh, comic book-based yeah. superhero TV show by far. Um, I, gotta start I love Doom four. Patrol. I, I have to start it, but I think I'm gonna watch the other ones first, rewatch them, and then go into season four fresh. Yeah. Um, I wanted to finish because, again, I think Doom Patrol is perfection. I, it's such a it good show. Suffering. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It is suffering, but it's not suffering, but it's also suffering. It's like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's very weird. And I remember some random person on Twitter. She tweeted out that she was like watching Doom Patrol, and I was like, you know, fuck it, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, 
holy shit, I am so glad she tweeted about that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, holy fuck, Doom Patrol is excellent. Yeah. Um, it is so good. And that's where I, honestly, I didn't watch the Mummy movies growing up. I didn't. I didn't. So for me, Brendan Fraser is from Robot Doom, Man. Doom, Doom, Robot, Man. Robot Man. Fuck that's yeah. what I know him as. I don't know him as anything else. Like when I think of when everyone talks about Brendan Fraser, I think about Doom Patrol because that's my first experience with him. And he's fucking amazing in this show. And arguably people say he's the main character because yeah. of how fucking dominant his role is. Yeah. So I would say for me, if I had to pick something that I'm really looking forward to this year, it's sitting down and watching Doom Patrol for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Um, I might I might spark a little something, some and put on the first episode of season four because it's just real people working through their trauma and and, and, and that's, that's what, what it is. I it's love it. It's just w- figuring out how to work through your trauma. Whether yeah. you're, I, I, I could I let's not because I could literally yeah. I could probably <laughs> talk about Doom Patrol for like six hours because yeah. that show is amazing. That show is so good. Yeah. It's so good. It but is. um and it, it, that's why it pisses me off when people are talking about Teen Titans because I'm oh, like you God. guys are you guys are upset and I get it you're upset you're mad you're frustrated with how Teen Titans is going but at the same time as Teen Titans is airing Doom Patrol is right there right there it's right, it's right there. there y'all it's right there just watch Doom Patrol instead watch Doom Patrol instead and you'll have a completely different experience I remember it because with you know. Uh, one of my exes in my past, she was watching Teen Titans. I was watching Doom Patrol. And she was saying, oh, my God, it's so bad that I'm watching it. But I'm just watching it because of how bad it is. And I'm just like, I'm watching Doom Patrol because of how good it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, Doom Patrol is just good. That's why I'm watching it. Um, yeah. It's just, it's crazy. But, like, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, Doom Patrol. That, that's on my most. That's my on my to do list for 2023 for sure. I'm waiting. Honestly, I'm just waiting for the season to finish so I can just pick a weekend and I can sit down and just knock it all out. Yeah, know? yeah. I I still hate watch Titans. I I watch it for the suits. The suits look great. I I, I bet, and that's fine. That's besides fine. that, besides that, I don't. I, this show, it's hard to follow. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why. I don't. Know, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know why it's happening. It's 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 so dumb. It's so dumb. Mm. It's brilliant. No. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. That's how I felt about. It. If we, if we were gonna talk about Glass Onion, that's how I want to feel about it. Because that's how I feel about t- Titans. It's just dumb. They're being self-aware in Glass Onion by saying, "Oh, it's just dumb." But yeah. like, that's how I felt about the whole movie. Because the fact that I figured it out in the first twenty minutes, you're good. And man. I had to watch another hour and twenty minutes to get to that point of them being like, "It was him," and I'm just like, "Come on, bro!" Like it's. It's dumb. So it's really no, no, no. It's just dumb. I don't like that movie. I don't like that movie. The more I, the more I have time to like, put myself, distance between it. I did not like Glass Onion. I really okay. did not. I but, did not like it. But you enjoyed Knives Out, the first one. I did enjoy Knives Out. Yes, okay. I liked Knives Out. I did okay. not care for Glass Onion. I did not care for it. Totally fair. That's why I didn't. It, it didn't make my list because I was just like, eh. totally. it should. If I if I liked it the same level as I did Knives Out, it would have made my top five. But yeah. I did not. Yeah. I already did not. I didn't care for it. Not really. Yeah. Also, it had that bad thing where you like, 
it's too close to home because i understand how twitch and stuff like that works yeah <laughs> so having a twitch character show up and hearing them be like hey man you just got two thousand more views it's like oh god that's not how it works shut the fuck up it's an old <laughs> man talking about something new god if, if you know what i mean like it just frustrates me it's like yeah you're one of them video gamers right it's like oh come on dude <laughs> But um yeah, I'm ready to wrap up, man. How how about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to wrap up too. Um, um, I, I I I did enjoy uh, Glass Onion. Um, not as good as you when it comes to catching uh, whodunits. Um, mm-hmm. um, like like the um Death on the Nile. I called that from a mile away because it was it was blatantly in your face, obvious. Um, uh-huh. like they didn't even try. But I didn't like spoilers for Glass Onion. I did not see Janelle Monae b- playing the twin who like. You know, all for me the twist was really effective. I I didn't see that coming, so um, I, I first, okay, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Let me say that I didn't see that coming. For me, it's just I knew who the killer was. Oh, the killer. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. In the first twenty minutes, gotcha. and I watched these movies to figure out who the killer is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently just watched this week, um, Scream season four. Oh god, came out in I think 2019. Yeah. Only reason I watched it because Kiki Palmer is the main character in oh. it, and I love her in Scream Queens. So yeah. I was like, I'm absolutely gonna watch um, this this season. And the entire season, I watched it, and by episode three, I was able to be like, hmm, there has to be more than one killer, and one of the people who are doing the killings has to be in the group. And I was right. <laughs> like yeah. it was, I was right, and the thing that sucks about it is that like, let me. I'm not even gonna give time to it. Scream season four. Just don't watch the Scream show. It was bad. It was really bad. It was just really bad. It was not worth watching. Um, but yeah, no, I'm always good for a down murder mystery. So Glass Onion, it didn't. It did disappoint me in the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to wrap it up. If you are, uh, man, just uh, real quickly, real quick, and then we'll wrap up. Um, I did have uh, a top 10 of the year, so I'm just going to go through that real quick. Oh, yeah. Blast it off, man. Just you yeah. know, jerk, so, jerk that shit into the sky. So from top to bottom now, um, everything, everywhere, all at once, number one. Number two, nope. Number three, The Woman King. Number four, The Batman. Number five, Prey. Number six, Pixar's Turning Red. Love that movie. Number seven, oh. Wakanda Forever. Love that movie. Number that was a good movie. It just didn't make my top five. I agree. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. Um, number eight, 3,000 Years of Longing. Some pe- it's not a perfect film, but it moved it personally. It moved me. Uh, number nine, The Banshees of Inner Sharon. Are you freaking, are you freaking about? I, I, I'm not going to do the accent. That's, that's offensive. Uh, <laughs> have, you been, have you been rowing? <laughs> it goes back to the accent. Um, number 10, uh, Marcel, the shell with, um, Mar- Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Um, yeah, another great uh, A24 indie film. But uh, that's 2022. I'm excited for 2023. And uh, yeah, um, Sam, I can't, I'm looking forward to these sound effects, man. I really want this pod to go to the next level if we can this year. Sound oh my effects. God, the next level sound effect right yeah, yeah, here. So. <gasps> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see we'll, how it goes. We'll see. We'll see. M- maybe you can play a fart noise whenever you disagree with me. But um, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, let me know. Let me know. Let me know if, if you're coming over. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably gonna head over <laughs> right after this. I'm gonna save my audio and I'll I'll be right over. All right, cool, man. We'll we'll see you. We'll see y'all then. Peace. All right, take it easy, everyone. I love you, but at the end of the day, 
that also means I could hate you? Find out next episode for more.